Hey, this is Chris Ryan from Tell the Damn Story, and I'm still at Pulp Fest having a good time. And we're here talking to Brett Brooks, who is the author of A Hand of Gold and Other Stories, a pussy catnip book. And Brett, you got to tell me, how did this come to be? Well, I can actually tell you that pretty clearly. Um, about a year and a half ago, I read an article about the 10 strangest comic book characters ever created. And I'm a very hardcore comic book geek. And the only name on that list that I didn't immediately recognize was Pussy Catnip. And that made me go, well, who is this? So I did a little bit of research on the character. There were a total of 23 Pussy Catnip stories that were ever written. They always appeared as backups in Fun Comics, Fox Comics, and you know, Green Flame, things like that. Um, rib tickler, but anyway, uh, I read about her and for some reason I could not get the character out of my head. It just became the, I have to write a story. And that story <laughs> evolved into a full length novel. And, uh, the first novel in the series is actually called Red is the Darkest Color. And then the second one was The Devil Was Green. And the third book, which is an anthology of short stories, is A Hand of Gold, which you just mentioned. And she's a public domain character. It's about this anthropomorphic cat. Everybody in the series is an anthropomorphic animal, but she's an anthropomorphic cat that in the comic was either a hat check girl or a club owner or a torch singer. <laughs> um, and she worked for either the Kit Kat Club or the Kit Kat Cafe, depending on which issue you were reading. But wasn't there another style mixed in? Yes, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. And it's like, and then they said, we want to do pulp. The, the, the guy who created it, as near as anybody can tell, is named Len Short. That's the okay. only name associated with the character. And he took things that were popular in 1942, and that was anthropomorphic animals, your mm -hmm. Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse types, mm -hmm. um, pulp noir, noir movies and things. Um, <laughs> And superheroes. Okay. Uh, and smushed them all together. So you've got this pulp noir superhero anthropomorphic Catwoman. She drinks a magic potion, gets superpowers, and fights crime while working as a torch singer. And <laughs> I sort of. And she's uh, uh, anthropomorphic. She's an cat. anthropomorphic cat. Yes. <laughs> anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic pussycat. Hence the name pussycatnip. So now, um, once you found out who this was, and and. Uh, she got her claws in you. So to speak. Right. Um, how did you find the writing? Is this... I, 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 it was the easiest writing I've ever done, for whatever reason. I, like I said, I've always been a comic book geek, and I'm, I love the old noir films. Um, so all of this sort of just fell into place naturally with my system somehow. That's wild. And I wrote the first book in under a month, and the second book took me 45 days to write. Wow. Hand of Gold, because I had so many other obligations writing and otherwise that I was working on, took me a while to get out. And I wrote six of the stories in it. There's six stories by other people who are immensely more talented than I am. <laughs> and, uh, and they couldn't wait to write Pussycat. Well, the weird thing is I talked to most of them and I said, um, in fact, none of them write in that genre. They're right. not crime writers. They're not superhero writers. Um, they, they write in all kinds of different genres. Um, 
but when I talked to him, you know, these are all writers I've known, and I, I talked to him about it, and they were like, yeah, sure, because they'd read the, no, sure. most of them had read the first book, and they all came back with, to me with the, that was so much fun. <laughs> I have not had that much fun writing in such a long time. So, and, and looking at the cover, fun is the first kind of uh, oh, yeah. vibe that pops off. It's, 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 it's this weird mix of very noir storytelling with over-the-top superhero dynamics. I mean, I tried, I told them, do whatever you want. I gave them a, a Bible, mm-hmm. a short, you know, two-page Bible about where I set things up, because I did streamline a lot of what was with the from the original comic, because I just okay. went, okay, I, I need to define her powers, I need right. to define her job, I need yeah, to define all this. she has to have one thing. job. Exactly. <laughs> She's now the owner of the Kit Kat Club. Okay. So it's like... Well, you know, career um, advancement. Exactly. And... <laughs> Um, and everybody took it their own direction. I mean, there's a there's a a story in there about a a mechanic dealing with uh, uh, mob bosses. There's a story in there about uh, an out of luck uh, gambler. Okay. Um, about some you know rum runners, basically old uh, style prohibitionist rum runners, sure. uh, and several other stories. I mean, there's a lot of of really cool stories that so have been with, done. So within the club or the world, mm-hmm. there's so many directions to go. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I use the Kit Kat Club as the center of my stories, but it's set in a city called Mutt Town, which I've created as a suburb of something called Big City. Okay. Because very 1940s comic books. You right, don't right. use real names for cities. Right, right, right. You know, for... If you don't know how all that originally worked, you know, Gotham was New York, Metropolis right. was Chicago, and, right. you know, things like that. And now I've done that same sort of thing. And to me, this big city is Chicago, and this is – she's on the south side of Chicago, but I'm not calling it that. And uh, it's just – it gives you enough crime and dirt there that can be explored, but – you know, you can have things like a dragon pop up because it's bizarre. Because you can. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I've just had way too much fun. That's and very cool. it's it's uh, I'm I'm delighted that it's been received as well as it has. So. So. If this was were to become a uh, um, a television series, what channel would you see it on? Oh, good lord. Is this more of a um, Adult Swim, or is this more of an HBO or an AMC, or where will you put it? Jeez, nobody's asked me that question well, before. That is a great question. That's um, why you come to tell the damn story. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best option of those that you just gave me would probably be Adult Swim, but I could see it on AMC. Right, it's cool. not an R-rated thing, so no. HBO's not needed. They tend right, to have right. a harder edge to their right, stuff. Right. Um, I, as I, I tend to tell people, whoever they're looking at my books, I give them movie ratings because cool. they understand right, that. Right, everybody understands um, that. And so what rating are we PG-13. The, the, the Pussycat Net books are all PG-13. There's suggestive stuff in it, right. and there's some language, but nothing Nothing that, too crazy. Yeah, nothing that I don't feel any young teenager. You get cool. to 12 even. You know, it's like, yeah, they would have zero problems. Cool. And if they're advanced, even younger. Because right. there's nothing that's going to upset fans. anybody. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the writing behind this. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, writing habits do you have? 
My writing habits lately have been horrible. But uh, but when you're producing, when I'm producing, I have, I I tend to set aside. That's really the truth, right? Everyone says I write every day, but we go back. Actually, when I'm productive, I am writing every day, and that's the best part of it. And what is your uh, what is your? I tend to write at night. I tend because I'm done with all my chores as I look at it, Mm -hmm. and then I set aside time and I just go and I write. I like to have some sort of sound on in the background. All right. So what do you listen to while you're writing this? Bad movies. I put really? bad movies on in the background. <laughs> Are they old 40s deals or it doesn't make a difference? It doesn't matter. It can be, you know, new movies, you know, that you would find on Netflix right. because God knows they have a lot so of you'll just horrible bad movies. Pick something up, throw it on throw the background. It on, throw it in the background. That's and great. I'm writing uh, with that in the background because it's not something that's going to distract me. Right, right. But it's something that's not it's going to keep me from it, being distracted by the same token. It blocks out the distraction. Exactly. Yeah, yes, so yes, I like to have great. that on in the background. I don't want to have. I don't want to put on a song that I know because I'll sing along with it. Yeah, I have to be very careful. Yeah. There's certain people that I'll you know, you're singing the lyrics. Can't right. put Dylan on while I'm writing, but sometimes uh, I can put um, a playlist on that's sure. in the background. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because the Pussycat and stuff set 19, well, in my mind, set 1940 mm-hmm. exactly. Um, there's, I will listen to some music from that era right, to get me in the mood bit, yeah. before I start writing, and then I'll put on the, on the, the, noise. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a plotter or a pantser? Halfway. What I do tend okay. to do. Um, How's that work for you? It works great for me. No, no, I mean. Um, the, the, oh, how do how do I do it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I write a two-page synopsis of my novels. Wow. I take yeah. it and I write it out as two pages. And then I write the whole book. So that gives me an idea exactly how the book is going to go from a story point of view without any true details. It gives me the, you know, the the two-page version of the book. So you have a a little bit, uh, maybe like a clothesline, right? Right, exactly. A a spine or something. I know where I'm going, but I don't structure it so much that I can't change it if I need to. Sure, because we all change. Sure, and anybody who tells you otherwise you know and but that's I, I know people who do the three by five cards and they'll even pull those out and replace well, them all the I, time yeah. I do the index cards all the time yeah. and then you know if if something's going another way okay I'll get back to the one sure. I'm doing yeah. and mo- most of the time I I go along just fine in um, in the first book though red is the darkness color I actually wrote an entire really long chapter that when I read it when I, when I went read through it I said this is entirely unnecessary, and I pulled out the entire chapter, <laughs> That's great. and it didn't didn't hurt the story one bit. Do you need to know the ending before you begin, or do you do, like to discover I it as the readers? Always work? have an end goal. Okay. Um. Um, that does change sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know the gist of what's going to happen. The specifics of it often are altered. Okay. Um. And that's true of every book I've ever written, not even not just the Pussy Catnip stuff. But what else have you written besides that? Uh, I've got a a, a zombie-ish mm-hmm. novel. It's, and my wife likes to call it the best zombie novel she's ever read. That's not about zombies. It's called <laughs> uh, it's called Edible Complex. Okay. And yes, it is got a, a humor aspect to it, mm-hmm. hence the the pun in the sure. title. Um, and uh, it's basically a story of self-discovery. Okay. Zombies just happen to be the machine that moves that story along. Cool. And uh, 
then I have a fantasy series called Champions of Elan that has two books out. Those are R-rated, by the way. Those are R-rated. Just so you know, don't let the kids read those. All right. um, that has two novels out in it, Harmonia and Child of Shadows. Cool. So uh, what drives you to write in one style or the other? Tend to always write in a pulp sense. Okay. Hence just, the reason I'm at this show. Right, right. But it's a... Uh, I very much was heavily influenced by comic books and pulps and that kind of book when I was growing up. Right. And so when I'm sitting down to create a story, I tend to structure them in and that, that manner. That's what made us feel alive. That right. Was just, yeah, I, so. I have very sh my my sh stories read very quickly. Mm -hmm. They're very punchy. They they tend to get right to the point. Cool. Um, uh, I've been told that. I'm a literate writer in mm -hmm. the sense that I tend to write more like fine literature okay. in my in my actual writing, but I still feel that it's short and punchy, okay. the Hemingway-ish, if you will. Right, right, right. So excellent. So um, people who are interested, who have listened now, and they want to get uh, their hands on either the R-rated. Or that, and that title again? Uh, Harmonia is the first one in that series. But again, all of my books stand alone. You don't all have right. to read any Anything? of them to re read any of the others. Cool. Or if they want to go to uh, Pussy Catnip, where do they find all these? You can find, of course, everything on Amazon. All Thank right. you, Amazon. Because Amazon is the world. Yes. And um, <laughs> you can uh, look for Brett A. Brooks because there is okay. another writer by the name of Brett Brooks okay. who doesn't. You know, strangely doesn't write Pussycat. Does damn not. It. <laughs> but we both live in Atlanta. Go oh, figure. Really? We, we met each other at, at Dragon Con a few years ago. It was very funny. <laughs> that. So Brett A. Brooks is the author you're looking for. Not and, Brett Brooks. And on Amazon. Or uh, you can go to Pandahead, one word, P-A-N-D-A-H-E-A-D.com. Okay. And that will get you to my site, which will show you how to get oh, to everything fantastic. else. Fantastic. Hand ahead. Yeah, that's the name of my publishing company. That is a fantastic name. Thank you. All right. <laughs> is there anything else you think people should know? Um, that that I'm a wonderful human being. There you go. And and deserves that, your attention. And and, and that <laughs> I, I really look forward to eating a pizza next week if you can support me. Please, um, please. May May I have some more, sir? Um, Excellent. All right. Well, Brett, thank you for your time. Thank you. For and your, uh, right. thanks for telling us how you tell the damn story. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it.